Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. This is Charger Rundown. I'm Martin Peterson. And I'm Jake Seavers. And on this show, we're going to be looking back at this past week and looking ahead to this next week as far as all things Hillsdale College sports are concerned. Jake, let's start with you. Starting off on the gridiron, way back in February of 2013, Jake Bull signed his national letter of intent to play football for Hillsdale College as a tight end. Nearly five years later, on the final home game of his stellar career, he caught his first pass and scored his first touchdown. Bull's score was the icing on the very tasty cake that came in the form of a 45-7 win over Malone University on a gray and rainy day at Frank Muddy Waters Stadium on Saturday afternoon. The win clinches a winning season for the Chargers, who improved to 6-4 overall and 4-2 and in the GMAC. Junior quarterback Chance Stewart threw a pass back to Bull with 4 minutes and 20 seconds left in the third quarter to put Hillsdale on top, 38 to nothing. The play, well-designed and well-executed, was made possible in part by the downfield blocking of senior offensive lineman Danny Drummond. Bull and Drummond have formed an inseparable bond, both having started on the offensive line for all four of their seasons with the Chargers. After his true freshman season of 2013, Bull was moved from tight end to the offensive line, where he's been the starter at left tackle for the past four years. Offensive linemen are used to doing the dirty work, making the hidden plays so others can score touchdowns. On Saturday, it was Bull's turn. Fellow senior Timmy Mills hauled in four passes for 37 yards, and senior safety Spencer Niels celebrated his final home game with a first-quarter interception. Dan Shanley led all Chargers with eight total tackles, while sophomore Nate Jones had six. Charlie Yost and Elliot Lasher each recorded sacks, and the defense accounted for five tackles for loss in the victory. This past week, I sat down with Nate Chambers, a freshman currently redshirting for the Chargers. All right, we now welcome on Nate Chambers. He is redshirting this season. He's a freshman at Hillsdale and a defensive lineman on the football team. Nate, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Jake. All right, Nate, I have a few questions for you. Uh, so you're redshirting this year, as I said. What's what's that like? What is the what's it like uh, being a redshirt on the football team? Um, I think the easiest way to say is. Um, it's hard, not from like, I mean, adjusting's hard, but it's more so like you're playing the sport you love, but at the same time you're not playing the sport you love. You practice, you practice, and then when it comes game day, you're cheering on your teammates, which is all hunky and dory, but at the same time you want to be out there playing with them. So uh, what's your mentality like going into a game on Saturday when you know that you aren't going to be able to play? Um... I like to think about it like I'm going to play, so like that way I don't feel any different necessarily. Like don't isolate myself or feel any different from like my teammates who are able to play because they're not redshirting. Do the coaches sometimes have you like imitate players on the other team, kind of look at their keys, or do you just go hard every day and practice and play your own game? Yep. Yeah, uh, for the first uh, for through Monday through uh, Thursday we do scout. So like. Red shirts or non-travel uh, defensive players will go against the travel offense and they'll uh, give a look to the opposing offenses or defenses. Um, what's the difference between, or what's the biggest difference, sorry, between high school football and college football? 
everyone's good. <laughs> like there was, you could definitely in high school tell that there was duds. And I mean, obviously, even in college, some are better than others. But it, like the talents, the talent uh, base is like uh, more evened out. Okay, so just everyone is like, yes, everyone's everyone's a good player. But yeah, I I feel that too. Um, so you played high school football at Otsego, right? Yes. Uh, what was the recruitment process like? Um, <laughs> it was really a drag my senior year. Like, I had looks from some pr- uh, pretty uh, notable schools at some points. Like, um, Ferris, I was heavily looked at for a time. And then I lost interest from, like, the sake of, like, the school just wasn't for me um western i was getting looked at them heavily too but my senior year i switched to like positions because at first i was like leaning towards receiver slash tight end because i was actually lighter and i think that just messed with that whole uh it also didn't help that pj fleck left too was coach fleck looking at you right yeah yeah okay and I don't think that helped the process with him leaving, but it was okay. It was really close to home, so I'd kind of, I definitely wanted to get a little farther away. Mm-hmm. Um, so how much contact did you have with uh, Hillsdale coaches before committing to come here? A good few months. Like um, I first started talking to them, I think, within like November, early December, I believe, um, before. For, or during my senior year. It might have been a little later than that. No, it was definitely within November and December. I'm sorry. Um, that's when I started talking to them. Um, and we started talking about, like, test scores and, like, coming up for an official visit and, like, an overnight. And uh, I ended up, after, like, going to the visits and everything and liking what I saw, I ended up committing in late January, I believe. Um, who's your favorite RA this year? <laughs> um, in all honesty, probably Jake Seavers. Yes. Yes. I definitely interact with him the most, even yes. though he's a Green Bay fan and I'm a Detroit fan. I think I can get I can get over that. Thank you, thank you. That <laughs> was that was just uh, me fishing for compliments right there. Uh, I'm here with Nate Chambers. He's a freshman on my hall, and he also is playing defensive lineman for the Hillsdale College Chargers. He's redshirting this season. This Saturday is the last game against Lake Erie. What are you guys doing uh, going into this Saturday to prepare for the game to end the season on a high note and put another uh, tally in the victory column? We're just doing what we always do. We go to practice. We work hard. We stay locked in. We have fun, but we know we're going to work. So that way on Saturday we get a dub. Just uh, scouts are given the right look, and they're going hard to uh, – Make sure the travel team isn't uh, not isn't having to hold themselves back. Uh, and starting this Sunday, you're in the off season. What are you gonna do when you once you have so much free time on your hands? Well, besides like working out and uh, getting into off season lifts and everything. Uh, definitely gonna enjoy the extra time. Just relax Obvi- a lot. Yeah, like okay. at least initially. I'm definitely going to, obviously, I'm going to do my work. That's not a problem. It's just uh, more nap time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, when it's not 
when it's not time to go to work, it's time to relax and take your mind off things. And last question for you, how important is pad level? Oh, <laughs> that's like, that's the game. Like, you can be, obviously this doesn't work in every situation, but you can be a god-awful athlete, not very strong, not very fast, but if you're the low man, no matter how much better the guy is in front of you, he's you're still going to give him fits just because you got your face in his chest, and it's just going to be harder for him because he's playing way too high. Would you say low man wins? Yes, but you can't be too low because then he pancakes you or you destroy someone's knee, and that's that's not fun for anyone. All right, folks, you heard it here first. Low-ish man wins. Not too low, though, right, Nate? Right. Uh, Nate Chambers, thanks for joining me today, and good luck with the rest of the season. No problem. Thanks for having me. Over in volleyball, playing a shorthanded Trevecca Nazarene squad, Hillsdale earned a 3-0 win, improving its overall record to 24-3 and 14-2 in the GMAC. Hillsdale will now face the University of Finley to decide the 2017 regular season championship Friday night at home at 7 o'clock. The Chargers won Sunday sets by scores of 25-10, 25-17, and 25-19. Alyssa Van Wienen was named GMAC West Division Player of the Week Monday afternoon, marking the second time this season that she has won the honor. The award was announced and chosen by the conference office. In leading Hillsdale to a pair of 3-0 sweeps over the weekend, Van Wienen delivered 25 kills with a .438 hitting percentage in wins over Kentucky Wesleyan and Trebekah Nazarene. In Sunday's win over the Trojans, Van Wienen had 11 kills and zero errors with a .545 hitting percentage. In Saturday's victory over the Panthers, she led the team with 14 kills. She leads the GMAC with a .342 hitting percentage on the season, and it's made a huge impact on Hillsdale's 24-3 regular season record. Again, the Hillsdale College Chargers will face the University of Finley on Friday night to decide the 2017 regular season championship for the GMAC. And over in women's cross country, competing on a foggy Saturday morning in Cedarville, Ohio, the Chargers play second at the ultra-competitive NCAA Division II Midwest Regional, finishing with 81 points, 24 better than third-place Walsh. As a result of its second-place finish, Hillsdale has qualified as a team to compete at the NCAA Championships scheduled for Saturday, November 18. Hillsdale is once again led by veteran Hannah McIntyre, who is having her finest cross-country season. She took second overall at the regional with a time of 21 minutes, 25.5 seconds, finishing six seconds behind Walsh's Sarah Berger, this year's regional champ. Arena Lewis took ninth overall with a time of 21.54, giving Hillsdale a crucial second runner inside the individual top 10. The addition of Lewis for the postseason portion of the schedule has been key in Hillsdale's first place at GMAX two weeks ago, as well as Saturday's runner-up finish. Freshman Christina Sawyer ran an outstanding race and was in the thick of a big pack in the teens, placing 18th with a time of 22.02. Sawyer was a part of a pack of seven runners that finished within five seconds of one another. Fellow freshman Marissa DePies took 24th overall with a time of 22.14, and the Chargers scorers were rounded out by steady junior Allison Eads, who is 28th with a time of 22.29.4. In men's cross country, the 2017 Charger men's cross country season came to an end on a misty Saturday morning in Cedarville, Ohio at the NCAA Midwest Regional Championships. 
Hillsdale placed 10th as a team at the meet with 314 points. Grand Valley State took home the regional title with 58 points, followed closely by Southern Indiana, who had 72, and Lewis University, who was third, with 107 points. Leading the pack for Hillsdale was Nick Fiend, who placed 41st overall with a time of 32 minutes, 46.4 seconds on the challenging 10K course. And over to women's basketball. The Chargers fell to Eastern Michigan University 70-57 in an exhibition contest at the Convocation Center on the EMU campus. Hillsdale opens the regular season on Friday, November 10 against Lewis. The Eagles led 60-37 at the end of the third quarter, but Hillsdale produced an impressive fourth quarter, outscoring EMU 20-10 while getting good looks and making baskets in transition. Hillsdale outscored Eastern 37-32 in the second half of this exhibition game. The stats and one loss result will not count in Hillsdale's final standings for the season. Senior guard Maddie Reed led the Chargers with 14 points, hitting three threes. She also grabbed four boards and picked up five assists. Freshman guard J.C. Berger looked comfortable and effective in her time on the court, finishing with 11 points and three assists. Junior Allie Dwyer and senior Allie Dittmer each scored 10 points. Junior Brittany Gray added nine in the contest. In men's basketball, the Chargers fell to the Michigan State Spartans 75-44 in an exhibition game at the Breslin Center in East Lansing, Michigan. The Chargers' regular season officially begins next weekend by taking on Southern Indiana at Malone University. The Chargers struggled shooting the ball throughout the game and finished 15 for 60 as a team. Hillsdale went 3 for 25 from three-point territory, a percentage you aren't likely to see again this year. Ryan Badowski and junior Nate Nevue each scored seven points in the game to lead Hillsdale. Trent Richardson, Badowski, Nick Zarnowski, and Austin Yerian all grabbed four rebounds, while Nevue had two assists and three steals. The Spartans were led by 14 from center Nick Ward, while Jaron Jackson Jr. had 12 points and 13 rebounds. I was able to sit down and talk to redshirt freshman Davis Larson to discuss the experience playing at the Breslin Center and look forward to the upcoming games to start off the regular season. I am now joined by redshirt freshman Davis Larson of the Hillsdale College basketball team. Davis, how are you today? Doing well. How are you doing, Martin? I'm great. Uh, so last year you redshirted. Uh, tell me a little bit about that experience and how it helped you become a better basketball player. Um, redshirting, you know, we had a lot of workouts outside of the games, obviously, since we, were, we weren't dressed for the games. So we had a lot of time to lift, um, just get up extra shots, you know, just kind of improve our game overall. So it's not just because we weren't playing doesn't mean we weren't getting better. So and every day we still competed in practice and just worked our tails off and we we got a lot better. Tell me a little bit about practice too because you guys had to go against you know your starting five. Mm -hmm. You know how helpful was that going against you know Orion Badowski and Stedman Lowry guarding those guys every day? Did that make you a better basketball player? Yeah, for sure. I mean, just how good of a players um, Stedman and Ryan are. It's it's kind of surreal. Like. You know, you're coming into uh, you're coming into the season. You know, maybe you could play, but then you play um, cal uh, caliber players like Ryan and Stead. Like, wow, you got a lot of catching up to do. So, redshirting definitely helped with that. Me getting stronger, just and just how to learn. Learning to play the game was the biggest thing. You know, it's such a different speed coming from high school, and everybody's much bigger, stronger, and faster. So you gotta you gotta play up to speed, man. Now, tell me a little bit about the older guys, uh, especially with Nate Nevue, you know, Stedman Lowry, you know, guys that have been here a while. How have they kind of helped you, you know, learn the ways of college basketball? I think they the biggest thing that they've helped me is just with confidence, you know. Like, if you're having a bad practice, you're not shooting well, they're always there to kind of pick you up and just say, hey, forget about it. Or if the coaches are on you, hey, they'll they'll help you a lot. So, 
Stead, Nate, uh, Skeet, Ryan, who's been here for a few years, to definitely help me out. Now, obviously, a different role for you this year. No longer red shirt. You know, you're in the mix now. Where do you kind of see yourself fitting in with this team? You know, our team is so deep, and we have a lot of players that can score. So, if I'm out there, I just kind of want to be kind of a glue guy. You know, I, I just want to mix it with all the big guys, kind of bump with the big guys, and um, just kind of get rebounds, um, find the open looks, and if I'm open, I'm going to take it. But just whatever the team needs me, whatever role I'm coming in, I feel like it can be a diverse role. I can play some um, more positions than just like a three. I can play probably the four. So just be out there, kind of do what else, do whatever the team needs me to do, whether it's score or rebound. But I want to fac- uh, facilitate and um, rebound pass. It's probably my biggest um, biggest attribute I can bring to the team. Now you've had a full year now with Coach Tharp. Uh, tell me a little bit about how he's helped you progress as a player, you know, from high school now to college. He's helped me learn the game a lot. You know, the game, the like the game speed is so much different. So just kind of like reading defenses, which I really never had to do in high school at all because I was able to just blow by my defender. But everybody's bigger and stronger, so you have to read uh, the defense. Um, just like with overall skill, he's definitely helped me. Like with shot, my shot's definitely gotten a lot better from the past year and. Like I said, just an overall basketball player, like a well-rounded basketball player. He's definitely helped me gotten better. Last weekend, you guys were able to play on the biggest stage in college basketball at the Breslin Center against Michigan State. Tell me a little bit about that experience playing the number two team in the country. You know, it was, it's pretty surreal. You get on the floor and you're guarding a lottery pick in the NBA next year, Miles Bridges, and it's just crazy to see how big they are. Like, obviously on TV they look pretty big, but in person they look really, really big. So just just thinking about it that we actually played on that court against them is pretty surreal and I'm happy we were able to have that experience and going to going into the season. Yeah, it's good to get that kind of big stage game in the preseason. It's really going to help you guys going forward. And you know, obviously you guys didn't win. Uh the offense struggled at times, but I thought one of the biggest things from Friday night was your guys' defense. They guys defended the ball very well, do you agree? Yeah, that was kind of the point of emphasis, you know, it was going to be tough to get some um open looks just due to their size. If you look at the film, actually, the we did get some open looks, but their size definitely affected it. So, obviously, if we're not scoring points, we definitely have to prevent them from scoring points. And we did some decent jobs uh, throughout the game, but there were some times where we could have got more stops. But just with their size, it's almost kind of unguardable. But with what we had, we did the best we could, and we did we got some positive things out of it. Was there any ever a time during the game where you just kind of looked up and looked around like, wow? Like, this is awesome. Yeah, actually, we had a, going in the, the night before, we had a shoot-around. You just walk on the corner, you're like, wow, this place is huge, and, like, the bright lights, and, like, wow, I can't believe we're here. So it, I'm so thankful to have an experience like that uh, going before the season. Did you get to hear Coach Izzo coach at all on the floor, or was, it pretty, was he pretty loud when you're on the court with him? Uh, no, I didn't hear Coach Izzo too much. I heard Tharp, though, yelling in my ear, which was funny, but... <laughs> You know, it's it's kind of crazy when you're out there. You literally can't hear anything but your teammates. You really got to communicate well. And so, like I said, that only benefits um, our season. What did you find most fascinating about the way, you know, a guy like Miles Bridges played the game? I mean, was it his physicality? Was it the way he, you know, his first step? What were some of the things that really stood out to you about the, this lottery draft pick that's going to be yeah. next year? <laughs> it, it was pretty unbelievable. Just not just – we knew how athletic they were. They were – they were unbelievably athletic, but also how they're just able to play the game. How like they're 
a lot smarter that, to play the game. It's it's crazy. Their basketball IQ has definitely gone up since they've been in, in Michigan State system. So just how they play the game, how they play well as a team, even with all their athleticism, like I'm sure they could. Miles Bridges could have barreled down and scored whenever he wanted to, but they really worked in their system and they got some easy buckets. So it was just it was pretty fascinating to watch. Now you guys move on to the regular season this week. Two non-conference opponents. Tell me what you guys have to do to beat these guys. Uh, Southern Indiana we play Friday is a pretty big uh, test for us. Pretty uh, pretty big game starting the season. Uh, we know All I know is that they got some pretty skilled guys and they know how to run the ball. And I think we just have to stick to our game plan and how we play. And we got to follow Coach Tharp and follow the captains, and I think we'll be all right. Um, and we also play Illinois Springfield, uh, which is, again, they're a contender in the GLVC. So... Like we, like I said earlier, we just want to follow the captains. We got to stick to our game plan. The biggest thing is, honestly, probably rebounding right now. I think we got to work. We got to work hard on the boards and kind of run. And we got to make good decisions on offensively. We can't turn it over and just play our game. Davis, one more question for you: Are the Green Bay Packers done this season? <laughs> Being a diehard Packer, I am. I. It's hard to say. <laughs> I'm still emotional about the whole situation. Uh what are we, 4-4? Four and four? It's not looking good, Martin. Not That's all good. I'll say. It's not looking good. Well, it is looking good for the Hillsdale College basketball team. And, Davis, I want to thank you for joining me today. And uh, good luck on the season. Can't wait to see you guys go out there and get some wins. Thanks, Martin. I appreciate it. And that will do it for this episode of Charger Rundown. I'm Martin Peterson. And I'm Jake Sievers. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.